What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. Our first Widow Wednesday on a Tuesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the rogue one at Gary Widow. Widow Tuesday, Tuesday. Don't know. Did we come up with a name for this yet? We like Widow Wednesday was. I, I still was like Widow Wednesday. Like, now I, what are we going to do? Well, again, they, we what it was a. Uh, we just keep calling it Tuesday, Widow Wednesday? Just to Rogue, that's people? what I was going to do. I let's, thought we agreed that. on that. Okay, I, I'm I'm all for it. Let's. I go like with saying that. Tuesday, this, January nineteenth, twenty twenty one, Widow Wednesday. I I agree. I think we should just stick with I'm, it. I don't see why we should give up the parts of Widow Wednesday that we like. I'm sick of I'm long, sick of having to bow to the calendar's demands. It's about time. Thirty eight uh, seven just, years in, this listen, thing bowed to me. Kind this, of funny. Did not get where it is today by bowing to uh, bowing at the altar of conventional expectations and doing exactly. the predictable. This yeah, just seems no. like something that we're going to be like. Okay, we've seen you guys post on Reddit. We're going to stop calling Tuesdays Wednesdays. That's but that's the scam, Kevin. We do things. People don't like it. We stop doing it, and they say, look at them. They listen to us. What a great idea. This company Man, listens. This sounds, this sounds so brilliant. By the way, I just well, want to clarify, well, I don't know where Kind of Funny is today. I just know that you wouldn't be there by bowing to conventional expectations. I mean, that's 100% true. I mean, can, can, would, conventional, can, would conventional expectations led to us hiring you for a daily news show? A man who doesn't look at the news until he comes on the show. You know what I mean? I, no, I have no idea what's going. I have literally no idea what's going on in the you world. Have, of video you games. never. I come, know I come here so you can tell me what's going on, and then I give you the thermonuclear hot takes, like the. And I love it, and reaction. that's why the people love you. You yeah. know, I think it's that it's that weird thing, Gary. And I, I, you know, I. I understand you Hollywood types and you especially right where I know that like your head's already so goddamn big. Yeah. It can, you know, no can one more Hollywood than me, Greg, you know that. And I hate giving you compliments is why I don't do it because I don't want to inflate your head anymore. But you are, I would say, in the history of kind of funny period, but in kind of funny games daily for sure. The only co-host I see that there's never a detractor for. No one's ever like, really? no. I don't like Gary. Yeah, no, no they're no, always I, like, no, even, I, when I even, you when you're surly, even when you're I, surly and like you're just way off point, you have no idea what you're fucking talking about. People are like, ah, it's still Gary, I don't I, mind. I actually, what the hell is there well, not to I, like? He's perfect. Look at him. Look I at appreciate him. that, Kevin. Thank you. <laughs> you've, you've always been in my corner, and that will be remembered when I start fucking payback against, against my enemies. <laughs> He's <laughs> keeping a list on the thing and just like being—it's like Billy Madison. And no, like a I list actually, of I actually stopped looking at the YouTube comments for for the kind of funny content that I used some time ago YouTube. because because there are there is the and I and I agree. I'm, it's very flattering to me that there are very few detractors, but I am the kind of thin-skinned person who like I can read a hundred comments saying, "Oh, Gary's the best," and there's one guy going, "I don't think he's the best," and I fucking fixate on that one guy. It's like what's, sure, what, what's sure, his sure, problem? Sure. So I well, so you, there, are, there are there are just there are there are detractors out there. That's different. That's a different thing. I mean, more like the, you know, who, the well, let me, who has the most detractors? Who's at the other end of that scale? I mean, it depends. Like right now, probably. Yeah. I, I hear, I'll, I'll be honest in, in Frank, I cannot understand. And I, this is not a bit, we are not joking. We are being very deathly serious right now. Okay. I cannot understand the hate Imran gets. And like, I mean, I don't, and I don't necessarily, you know how the internet works. Obviously, this is the the part of having an audience, which is always difficult, right? We have the kind of funny best friends, and you know what that means, and you watch and do it. But then somebody in a YouTube comment is not necessarily a kind of funny best friend, right? They're just, a, they saw the headline, they come in, they want to talk shit or whatever. That's fine. But the other day, Imran, some guy on Twitter swung on Imran with a really offensive, stupid thing of just like, your opinion is an insult to every gamer and developer. Like, right? And Imran was like, I don't know what made you think this was an okay thing to tweet. Like, why you thought this would be an okay. And then I clicked on Imran's response and hearted it because it was a dynamite response. And then all the comments underneath it were just more hateful bile thrown at Imran about it. And when Imran did a quote tweet about this situation, the responses to that were all, man, like, don't listen, we love you, and yada, yada, yada. But it was so weird to just move that stone and be like, oh, my God. Like, this is what he has to deal with on a daily basis for having the audacity to say, he didn't like Last of It that much to say like Final that's, Fantasy's game of the year, really whatever sad. the fuck it is. That's really sad. Ridiculous. I like Imran. He's a cool guy and he knows a lot yeah. about games. And I I'm not saying this is the case for everyone, Greg, but you and I both know this is true. There is going to be a, a subset of people who decided they don't like Imran or agree with what he says the minute they saw his name or heard his, saw his sure. picture. Of without, without, without even hearing you know, the very first thing you said. I'll simply say this. If he's good enough for Rebecca Valentine, he's fucking good enough for you. That's right. Reb Valentine, a saint. I want to hear a bad Team word Imran. about her. 
Team Imran. There we go. We got to make Team Team Imran shirts. I like that. <laughs> Everybody go to Twitter today and send Imran love because Imran's fucking fantastic and great. I don't think a Team, I think I don't think a team Imran shirt would be game. a bad idea. Add that to the kind of funny Andy uh, merch apparel right, line. I don't work in the office anymore. Uh, Kevin, I mean, slack Andy. You tell him to make a Team Imran shirt. Just, you know just shouting I mean? out for Andy to come running. I guess Imran doesn't work here full time, so if you guys permission to make a Team Imran shirt, but we'll figure no, it out. We'll figure it out. Here either. I would buy a Team Imran shirt. Why not? All right, fine. Everybody, let's get on. Maybe is Joey Noel watching this show? Can we do it as a Patreon thing? You know, get the Team Imran shirt in there. We'll figure it out. We'll get going. Uh, For now, let's get going into the uh, the show. Uh, We're going to talk about Hitman Three reviews being in, another cyberpunk lawsuit being in, and of course Ubisoft doing an in-person event again because this is kind of funny. Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in to be part of the show. You can give us your squad up requests. You can give us your topical questions about the news. And, of course, you can get the show ad-free, and you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. Plus, it's just a w- great way to support us and say, hey, I like the show quite a bit. Uh, however, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can watch live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. I usually, you know, I, 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 it's dealer's choice how you want to handle your wrong, right? We already have one that actually is an affirmation for us, Gary. Kebabs oh, writes I'll in. I'll take that. I Kebabs need writes in and says, the Widow Wednesday name is still accurate here in New Zealand thanks to Time Zone. So hey, we can still point. do it. From now on, when, I do, when we do the Tuesday show, we can do Kind of Funny Games Daily, Tuesday, uh, January 19th, 2021, AKA in New Zealand, Widow Wednesday. Yeah, I, I would imagine right, well, Australia and really. the Far East as well. I imagine there's a bunch of places where it's Wednesday. All right, we so, got that. We got that. So. Fuck it. Let's 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 lean into that. I like it. We did it, Kevin. We figured it out. Are you happy with that, Kevin? Oh, he, I forgot. He's making his he's making his breakfast today, isn't he? Oh, did he like a bad idea, guys. I thought he was doing that after the show. No, no, no he said that was why he, he said, "Do I have to do any? Do I have to do any links? Like, do I have to click on anything?" And no, because Kevin, you're making. Uh, let me see if I got this right. You're making slow fried rice, and then you're putting no. like sausages and eggs in it. No, 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 no. I'm making. I came in the middle of the conversation. No, Give me no, some no, credit. no, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm not not calling you no, out. I'm yeah, but right, right, when, right when you came in, Kevin was giving me the recipe for a very delicious sounding Filipino breakfast that he likes to make for himself: garlic rice. With yeah. um, with the uh, with sausage, yeah, or and, fried and up fried egg, in a pan, fried eggs, and and and, 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 and fried egg. Yeah, of course you got yeah, to. Technically, it's supposed to be sunny egg. side up, but like you know, I'm not a stickler for things like that. It's too much attention for being running a show. Sure, yeah, you know, I understand. I All think right, me go, and go. Kevin doing a cooking show would be good content. I agree. Maybe I after agree. maybe after we're all vaccinated, that's something we could do in the new studio. I agree 100% with this. I like where your head's at. I want to do All that. Right. Yes. All right. I like it. For now, housekeeping. Uh, our Hitman 3 review is live as PSI Love You XOXO. You can get on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can get on podcast services around the globe. There also, of course, is the beginning of the PSI Love You XOXO Resurrection Bracket. Uh, we have 64 games on a giant March Madness-like tournament bracket that you can get at KindOfFunny.com slash bracket. Uh, we will next week be going through to determine which PlayStation franchise deserves to come back from the dead aka out of stasis uh it'll be there if you want to watch live next week on monday you will be the tiebreaker votes in the live chat on youtube patreon.com slash kind of funny games on top of that there's a new kind of funny podcast live on youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe come hear us argue about apples and how andy can't make mics work and then andy left me very disturbing instagram messages Thank you to our Patreon producers for this show blackjack today we're brought to you by purple mattress but i'll tell you about that later for now Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some new We got Baker's Dozen. Now, Kevin, did you run back to your frying pan and then run back to the thing to do that? Or did you stay here? No, I stayed in here getting ready to do this. I would hope so. I hate to think that after we get going, Kevin just fucking ties off the steering wheel and puts a brick on the gas pedal and fucks off. Like, I mean, a I mean, lot of it is just what he's about to do. Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, he's about to, as soon as we go into the number him. one, he's telling He away. doesn't want to understand. There's no reason to make him understand. <laughs> right, I, do, I, I, do, I do literally want to know how the sausage is made. 
I want to know what goes on behind the scenes. See, I, I want would, a Kevin. I feel like we should need a Kevin cam. See, that's like my thing. Kevin I feel like, you know, we do this whole thing all the time with like, oh, the fundraising goals, the thermometer, the different shows we want to do. If we were talking about, you know, for a day, a week, whatever it is, we're going to do a YouTube live stream while Kevin runs all the shows and Kevin has like a little GoPro on his head and then whatever yeah. he's doing, we see. And obviously not in the bathroom, nothing, per, you know, creepy or whatever. But just to see what yeah, his perspective is as he runs around, plays with CC. I would love Jesus that. Christ. Kev Cam. <sighs> Number one Quilo on the Roper Report. The Hitman 3 reviews are in. The embargo has lifted. As I let you know, PS I love you XOXO right now uh, has our impressions. Uh, Roger Pocorna here from Kind of Funny has already beaten Hitman. And then it was me and Blessing talking about our initial impressions and review so far. But the Metacritic, as it stands, which we're not in, of course, uh, is at 88. This was as of 8.09 a.m. this morning. Uh, GamesBeat gave it 5 out of 5. And Jeffy Grub Grub writes, Hitman works because developer IO Interactive builds the games as predictable and rigid machines. And as players, we control the key to this machine in Agent 47. IO's job is to make sure that when players insert 47 into this mess of cogs and moving parts, that other parts of the machine awaken and present new opportunities for creativity. Hitman 3 in particular works because this machine is more intricate and fun to explore than ever thanks to its incredible levels. Over at, IG, at IGN.com, uh, Luke Riley gave it a 9.0 and wrote, Rich, rewarding, and highly replayable, Hitman 3 is a superb installment of IO's idiosyncratic and much, oh, I'm sorry, but much loved stealth series. Uh, the fundamentals haven't changed since 2016, but its collection of outstanding maps makes for a refined, reliable, and robust curtain closer to the current Hitman trilogy. Six maps may sound slim, but each one is huge and designed to be played several times over. And even then, it's very unlikely you'll, ha you'll have uncovered all of its creative and surprising assassination opportunities. There really isn't a weak one in the bunch. This barcoded butcher has made a lot of appearances over the past 20 years, but Hitman 3 is definitely one of his best. And then at Dual Shockers, it got an 8.0. Uh, Chris Cornelius uh, writes, Still, the modular nature of each game's entries means that all three play extremely similarly. He was, of course, talking about the rest of them. So if you've played Hitman 1 or 2 already, you know exactly what you're getting with 3. There's nothing new or groundbreaking here, just Honestly, though, that's perfectly fine for those who like this style of game, as the high quality of level design carries forward. You might not get a wholly original concept or sequel with Hitman 3. What you will get is the same intricate set of levels applied to new areas and concepts. Whether it's trying to uncover covert operatives in, Ber in a Berlin rave or weaving through the secret passages in Dartmoor Mansion, uh, this, uh, th uh, these locales and their implementation really are a treat. I may not have gelled with the gameplay as much as I could have, but I certainly loved exploring these areas and plumbing their secrets. Mr. Gary Widow, what is your history with the Hitman franchise, and where are you with Hitman 3? My, my, um, my history with uh, uh, the Hitman series is intermittent. I have mm -hmm. played them. I've played them ever since the, uh, the very, very first uh, Hitman game back in the day. Sure, and obviously, it's a, it's, a, it's a franchise that has, has come and gone and has had various uh, different uh, reboots. And uh, it seems like re in recent years, it's really come into its own. The most recent iteration to hitman you know when they were rolling them out as episodes that was yeah. really really popular and people really liked them um i've always tried to get into them and i've i don't know something about them they've just never quite connected with me and i think that's just more to do with that's less to do with the games not being good games and more to do with them just being somehow like just incompatible with my own taste like some games sure. just aren't for you no matter how good yeah. they are but i feel but i feel like but but not like in a big way like there's a big disconnect i'm like i know there's a game here that i would really enjoy if i could just get into it so i feel like this with this new uh hitman 3 is the perfect opportunity for me to give it like one more i'm really gonna try i'm really gonna try to get into it. i'm excited about it i think my wife might actually be excited about it like her favorite part of the assassin's creed games are the sneaking around assassinating sure. people and i'm like that's literally all you do so uh, it might be up. Uh, it might be her cup of tea as well. I'm very keen to try. I'm also very glad uh, Patrick Klepek uh, um, answered a question for me. Hold on, um, time I, out because I think that question oh. might lead into Diego's question, oh. who wrote into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "Hi guys, first time, long time. Reviews for Hitman Three are out and largely positive." 
My question is simple. As someone who never played one of these, is it worth starting with three or are there changes to the mechanics so minimal that maybe I should start with a cheaper option of Hitman 2 and see if it grabs me from there? Thanks and much love. This has been a big question, not just the Hitman uh, 2, the back levels, legacy stuff, but is Hitman 3 a great jumping off point if you've never played before, right? This is what you were talking about with Clef. Yeah, and we, and, we, and, we see, and we see this every time a big new game series brings out a game, right? Like one, like one of the most commonly asked questions I've heard uh, in the last year is like where where do you start with for example the yakuza games because there's so many yeah. of them right uh should you can you start with like a dragon do you want to start with yakuza zero kiwami there's always different ways to get into it um and so you know and every game's different right and every every series is different and i, I understand where the question's coming from right you want to especially since i saw recently that uh, io i think tweeted something about hitman 3 being um the, the like the concluding chapter in a hitman trilogy, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. When, when i when i hear that I, that makes me a bit nervous like you wouldn't for example want to just jump into like return of the jedi as the first star wars film that you've ever seen right It'd still be a great movie but a lot of stuff wouldn't make sense and you'd be a bit lost because you know it's picking up story threads that have been you know percolating through the previous two films and you you would be like who's this guy and sure. what's going on and and i you don't want to have you don't want to have that feeling but i feel like these days especially with video games when it's like years between games it's it, it kind of behooves game developers to make sure that each new game can function both as the continuation of what's come before for you know legacy players, but can also be an onboarding, can be an entry point for people. Like you, you know, as a game developer or publisher, you're really not helping yourself if you're saying, yeah, oh yeah, this is really only accessible to people who have already played Hitman, because you're never going to grow your your fan base that way. You've got to um, you, you've you've, you've got to have each game be an access an accessible new entry point and i was very glad to see patrick klebeck asked the same question today he's in a similar position to me intrigued to try the new one hasn't spent a lot of time with hitman before certainly like yeah. it's not up on like the mythology and the lore and what's happening with like agent 47's story i couldn't tell you a single fucking thing about agent 47 i know he's a bald dude with a barcode on his back uh, on the back you know that fascinates people is there, uh, is there much more to know probably but oh, i I, mean, I, yeah. I don't know any of it um but i was very glad to see this morning that apparently a lot of people had replied to patrick and the consensus seemed to be, yeah, you can just jump into Hitman 3 and you won't have any problems with like not knowing what's going on. So that's what I'm going to do. I also do have um, the Hitman 1 and 2 Legacy Editions that came with yeah. like whatever deluxe super duper pack that I got. Uh, so I might try those as well. But I'm just going to jump into Hitman 3 because that's going to be the one that is like most optimized for next gen and like you know it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have the like the most bells and whistles it has and the learnings from one and two right and i think you know right. it's you and me gary have a very similar hitman story where i remember getting that first hitman on ps2 and bringing it home and popping in and being like oh this isn't what i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be more like a metal gear at the time and okay. so i fell off and so every hitman that's come but let's talk specifically about this trilogy hitman one and two I pop on. I usually play the first map and the first couple mission, maybe into a couple other, maybe one more. And I'm like, I get it. I see what this game's doing. It's not for me. Like something about it doesn't click. And I'm right there with you of like, I know that there is a game there that I could get into, but I've struggled to do it. And so Hitman 3, I am coming in very much. And, you know, I have played it. I'm part of the review on PS I Love You so far. I'm, I'm three missions into the six maps or whatever. So there you go. Um, and it was this idea that I'm playing it and I like it, but I don't, and I don't, under, and it's the holdup for me isn't the over the, you know, there's the individual, the six individual maps with your targets and their in, intricate plots and what to do there. Right. Over, over that is layered this, the end of the trilogy story that's happening. Right. And I think even for me starting it, never having beaten Hitman one or two, but starting those games, they do a great job of like, Here's what's happened in the previous games. Here who these other two players you're with are. This is what's going on. Go for it. And then it escalates from there. I don't think, I shouldn't say anyone, but the majority of people, and especially people who'd be interested in playing Hitman 3, are not going to be drawn in by the story. I think you're being drawn in by the mini narratives in the world. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, you know, We talked about it here in the DualShocker review from Chris, right? He brings up the Dartmoor Mansion mission. Like that unto itself feels like its own game. Because I don't know how much you've heard about this. It's, you know, Agent 47 infiltrating this house to try to, you know, kill this target and then get some stuff. But it's a murder mystery going on. And so I've read a couple of the reviews, right? And obviously, we, I've played the mission and beaten it. Like, you aren't forced, obviously, because Hitman is all about choice and just getting your objective, you know, this one and killing the person and then getting the, you know, document you need, right? But of course, you're kind of poked and prodded to, 
well, why don't you, you know, incapacitate the detective, put on his outfit and then try to solve the crime. Right. right? Like it becomes knives out with you being the uh, um, James Bond character whose name escapes me right now. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. It becomes you being the Daniel Craig role, which is fucking brilliant. And even before then in Dubai, right? Like there's the, hey, you want to go assassinate these two guys? How are you going to do it? But what Hitman and IO does in it, you know, as I think uh, Jeffy Grubgrub, as usual, puts it far better than I ever could, right? They put you into this world, give you this objective or two objectives, right? And around it are all these intricate cogs and that are moving to make this world run. And so for me, the game is so much about walking in and listening, listening to what the conversations the NPCs are saying, because they'll give you clues as to what's going on or tell you relationships between the characters or give you the idea of how to tackle it. And so, you know, it's interesting. I played it over the weekend. I was playing on Xbox Series X just gorgeous the games like the ray tracing the you know the way the light reflects off the floor and everything else just beautiful i was playing it and still trying to find my groove for it you know what i mean as somebody who is a narrative guy who likes that stuff and having a reason to go through it what i've always struggled with with hitman and you know taking dubai as an example is i in hitman 3 you have this amazing cinematic opening you know you parachute out of a plane you land on the side of the building you walk in you put on your suit and it's like bond it's like oh this is rad once I killed the the guys and at the end of it, like, you know, mission complete, it pops up and it shows you this giant tiled grid of all the things you could do in the, in the world and showed me what I did do. And it does that to encourage me to go back and try to do it this other way and kill it in this disguise or whatever. But even just seeing those, I'm like, oh, I get it. It's like, you know, choose your own adventure. And I, for some reason, can't get over the idea of I've done it. It's done. I'm moving on to the next thing, which isn't the way that you're supposed to play. Yeah, these and, that's, games. and that's what I mean about about you know every gamer having their own particular tastes and the way every game, even even some of the greatest games ever made, aren't for everyone, you know, because they're not compatible with everyone's own yeah, oh yeah, individual tastes. I I do think the Hitman games are tremendously tremendously um, impressive, uh, both totally. in terms of just like assassination simulators, but also as these really cool sandboxes where you know, where it encourages you to do you know, to try like wacky you know solutions to problems and to go off and almost kind of create your own stories and do weird things and i had a i remember having i can't remember if it was hitman one or one or two but i remember playing that one mission that was on like a big cruise ship where there was a party it was like it was a cruise ship yep. that was like docked in a harbor i want to say and that was, was hitman big, was, one but kind of funny that yeah i think it was probably hitman one. It was one of the episode ones and yep. i think it was like the first episode of the maybe the first or the second hitman and you had to become like a waiter at the party and, you know, you're killing people. And but, there, but again, the game is constantly saying, hey, there might be something over here or there might be. An, a, 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 and that kind of stuff is really cool. So I'm, I'm going to give it one good last college try to get into uh, Hitman because, again, it's frustrating. Like, I know that it's the kind of game that I love. And it may, yeah. it may be just that I didn't put enough. Air, like, like sometimes it's like, you know how like you, you play a game for like several hours and it's like, man, everyone tells this game's great, but it's not but it's not working for me. But then something happens and it just clicks and then you never yep. look back. I feel like maybe I, I could have quit out of the last Hitman game like five minutes before the click. And this time I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna try and see if it will see if it will really click for me. If it's not gonna click with this new one, then it ain't ever gonna but, click. Yes, I, I am gonna down. give it a good try. So again, especially now, like you said, Series X, next gen, ray tracing, Hitman's never looks better. I've seen some of the footage, it looks phenomenal. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's probably, it's probably going to be like the next big game that I jump into, um, later this week and in, and into the weekend. It's going to be Hitman, Hitman, Hitman. See, for me, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And I think what's going to be interesting is I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a PS5 code for this. I want to go through it. I'm going to start it there. And I want to see if playing the, the missions I've done before fresh, if that'll on a new, on a new save, if that'll make it click for me in terms of, Oh, I should be replaying these. Oh, this is good. Now that I know the layout of the map, I'm going quicker and doing things more interesting, blah, blah, blah. But like you just said, and I think I, right now I'm living it for me. I have to be in a mood for a game so many times. And right. you know, I, I, the, right now I talk about a PS. I love you. This is not just me rehashing everything. Go listen to PS. I love you again. Rogers beaten Hitman three. He has way more in-depth thoughts. Blessing. Of course, a longtime fan, more uh, impressions there. Right. Uh, but I talk about on PS, I love you. Like right now I'm playing judgment. All right. You remember judgment. It's that game where you're, you know, the detective slot, you're a former lawyer. You're a detective. The Japanese it's, game. It's like Yakuza, right? Yeah. yeah, where yeah they were yeah. a big part of the kind of funny game showcase. I had been so stoked for that leading up to launch when I got it and started playing it. I only played one chapter of it and bounced. And it was very much like, I couldn't remember why, but I just remember it not clicking. And we watched night stalker, uh, over the weekend. And so I was like, I put up on Twitter. I'm like, shit, I want to play a detective game. What does everybody recommend? And everybody's like, oh, dude judgment and i was like oh right it was judgment and i 
putting judgment in now and being like, I'm super into judgment right now. And it is that thing of, I can totally see where the slow pace of it and that detective feel and that noir music and like, you know, similar to Yakuza games, you're watching a lot of stuff, right? You have to listen in this game and then make the right choices and show the right evidence and stuff. I can see where if I wasn't, if I was in the mood for an action game, if I was in the mood for something that was moving at a fast clip, judgment would have been something I bounced on like I did. But now that I'm in the mood for a detective game, I'm ready to go. And so hopefully when I restart Hitman, it'll be, oh, I'm in the mood to replay these things. And it's interesting what you said earlier about, um, how you after you'd played that hitman mission you weren't you were thinking about whether or not you wanted to go back and do like the stuff that it was trying to leave the little the little side alleys that it was trying to pull you down it, that that really speaks to like how different again everyone has a different cup of tea in terms of how they tends to t- tend to enjoy their games like my wife and i are really different when she plays one of these open world games she will will methodically and really take her time exploring every nook and cranny she wants to get every collectible mm-hmm. explore every little thing and and whereas I, I just want to like move on. I want to progress. I just want to do like the main, I'll do side quests and stuff, but I just want to like move forward through the game. Even if it means like sometimes missing like little inconsequential pieces of, con- uh, of content, but Leah like really, really likes to kind of turn over every stone. And it sure. sounds like Hitman is a game that again, like players can, you, you can approach it in both of those, in, in both Hit- of those directions. Hitman strikes me. If this would have been a game that released when I was in high school, I would have been obsessed with it. Because I think about like when, you know, I got the metal, you know, I, I didn't want to play Zone of the Enders. So I ordered my Metal Gear Solid 2 demo disc off of eBay, right? And I played the tanker over and over and over and over again, just seeing how, if I could get through with Noble, seeing if I could do this, well, all these different things where I feel like if Hitman was my jam that way, if I wasn't being pulled, you know, my you know attention span pulled in a million different directions, I feel like, yeah, I'd, I'd come home and be like, you know what? I just want to go through the game with a banana tonight. I'd, I'd make that challenge for myself, even right. though the game has those challenges in there if you want to be challenged that way. And I guess even then it's about gameplay and how if a game hits you with the right gameplay and that's your cup of tea, you're going to want to play it a million different yeah, ways. Yeah, I think one of the things that I really like about, again, I'm no expert, but one of the things that I've been able to infer about Hitman from the little I've played and, and what I've seen is even even the the idea that you can take radically different approaches to even the core objectives. Like, you know, you've got to yeah. kill your target, but there's a numerous different ways you can do that. Some very straightforward, some very inventive, and like some even kind of preposterous. And that I think that's really fun. I like that idea. 100%. Gary, you're having a great show today. I want you to know that we're having a great... I love talking great. games. I appreciate that. You're, talking you're about video games, through. dude. Uh, for Diego in kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong uh, Kebabs pops in and says Hitman 2 actually has a demo of the first level available the level is in New Zealand of all places I suggest you start there so there you go Diego if you want to see if it's for you you could pop in there and then nanobiologist confirms that I was correct the mission you were describing on the boat was Hitman 1 so I noticed Greg um, when I redeemed my code for the super deluxe Hitman 3 yeah but there were separate codes for like Hitman One and Two, like did, did they remaster or re-release Hitman One and Two or something? Because I feel like like those, I've got those. Well, you well. got the legacy content, those. right? Because that's the whole thing with Hitman Three is that you can play all the stuff from Hitman One and Two in it. Okay. So like you have all the maps now in Hitman One and Two, and as Blessing was saying on PS, I love you, and he was fairly confident about that. Means like all the bells and whistles from Hitman Three apply to those as well now. So like, because okay. Agent Forty Seven can have his camera all the time now. He thought kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Let me know. So yeah, get over there and do that. I'm in. I'm in. I'm. I'm in. Hitman Three. Is there any um, is there any multiplayer or co-op type component to, to these? There's games? leaderboards. Leaderboards are what they. Okay. You know, in the same but way Jeffy Grub Grub was going crazy. But a single player experience in terms of how you do Correct. things. You know what would be really cool would be almost oh, to 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 um because what actually one of my favorite games of last year. Leah and I came to it late, and Leah keeps saying to me like, I wish there were more games like this. Would be almost to approach a Hitman game like that, almost like uh, a way out. Where you've got two play two people working in concert mm, mm, to pull mm. off objectives, like so imagine Hitman, but you've got like a team of two Hitmen working together, and you know whether it's done through split screen or multi, you know, or, or you know, or, or online or whatever, like having to having to work together to kind of pull off those kind of uh, assassination objectives would be really fun as well. Sure. Number two on the Roper Report, there's another cyberpunk lawsuit filed. This is Matt Perslow over at IGN. A second class action lawsuit has been filed against cyberpunk 2077 developer and publisher CD Projekt, submitted by a law firm representing the studio's investors. CD Projekt itself states a re- in a regulatory 
in a regulatory announcement that it has received the lawsuit, which has been filed in the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California on behalf of the investors. The content of the claim is said to be the same as the one filed against the studio at the end of last year. Uh, that first lawsuit claims that investors were misled about the performance of Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox One and PlayStation 4 consoles. The announcement states that the complaint has not specified the quantity of damages sought, so it's currently unknown how much the investors would like to claim. Regardless of what those eventual damages may amount to, CD Projekt intends to, quote, undertake vigorous action to defend itself against any such claims, end quote. This is, once again, the same response the company had to the previous lawsuit submitted by the New York-based Rosen Law Firm. Uh, while we're here, uh, uh, related Stata, Stadia version of Cyberpunk is finally getting, or finally got uh, Hotfix 1.06, which is the one we all got over Christmas if you're playing on consoles or PCs or any of that stuff. I apologize. Gary, what, what's left to say about Cyberpunk? These oh, lawsuits, uh, they're going to keep coming. <laughs> I, can, I can only look at so many yellow squares with text on them at this point and... And there's another story every day, and this lawsuit thing's gonna gonna trundle on, I guess, for a while. And you know, I I watched the video apology. I read Jason Trier's story. There's Blubber, nothing yeah. really surprising in this after the fact. Of course, the, the 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 biggest, and you know, we talked about this with Paris on the X cast this weekend. Paris is a big cyberpunk fan and was really yeah. really you know a big part of the you know the pre-release excitement building up to it. Um, and I, you remember, Greg, it was you. You were the person I joked to. I said, Greg, can you imagine if this came out and it was disappointing that it somehow like wasn't, you know, they fucked it up somehow? And, and, and then I immediately went, oh, of course, but that's unthinkable. No way. And now here we are. So nothing's unthinkable in video games anymore. And um, I don't know if we'll ever fully uh, understand exactly why it was fucked up to the degree. Because honestly, some of it is un, is unthinkable. I looked at the apology. Uh, I watched the video apology. I read Jason Trier's, um, uh, you know, behind the scenes. Because you, know yeah. you know that Jason's always like two minutes behind any like catastrophic fuck up in the game. That, well, dude, when that up, dropped Friday night, like, he dropped it like Friday night. And I'm going to get it a little bit wrong. 10, 1030 or whatever uh, Pacific time. And it didn't even matter. Everyone was quote tweeting like, here we go. <laughs> this is what we've been waiting for. What the yeah, fuck yeah, happened yeah. over there? Yeah, it didn't. It, it didn't go into quite as much detail as like the anthem one. That he tip of the sword. The oh, this is tip of the but sword. But there's obviously going to be more. There's obviously going to be a lot more uh, to come. But it was, you know, it was there was nothing terribly surprising in there. You know, it's like you know, same as it ever was. You know, pressure from the higher ups, not paying enough. You know, the, 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 that whole we've seen this before. It was. One of the one of the really interesting commonalities between the anthem piece that Jason did and the CD Projekt piece was that almost this hubris of like we're Bioware, yeah, we're not going to fuck this up. We're CD Projekt, we're not going to fuck this up. Well, guess what? You both fucked it up. Mm -hmm, and so, mm -hmm, you know, no matter mm -hmm. what you've done in the past, you've got you you've got to continue to have that humility and that sense that yeah, you're only ever one game away from 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 fucking up your reputation. And we've seen this happen to Bethesda. We've seen it happen to Bioware. We've seen it happen to Blizzard, and we've seen it now happen to CD Projekt. In the last year or two, four developers that we used to think of as like pretty much infallible all yeah. fuck up really, really badly. So it yeah. can happen to the best of us, and it's a cautionary tale for the, for other developers out there that hubris. It is a, the, the ultimate, you know, force through history. Hit, hit, hubris is what will destroy you from fucking Julius Caesar through Adolf Hitler. And now, so I don't, I, you know, Gary Witter compares Bioware to Hitler. I can see that the storylines, the headlines. It's not already. what he said. It's no, not what no, he no. did. Um, hubris, hubris is, is the killer. And it's clearly what got them uh, in trouble with CD Projekt. I understand working from home is a legit. Like, we weren't able to like review builds because, you know, we're working from home. Well, guess what? If you're not able to review the build properly, if you don't know what you're shipping, don't fucking ship it. Wait, wait. How important was it that you hit that financial year in December to ship it in December? And looking back on it now, was it worth it? I don't think so. I think you would have been better off. Oh I think everybody would have been better no off. No way was waiting. it worth it. <laughs> they might, you know, they might one day fix the fix the game. They probably will. They can't afford not to. They will probably get um to some point in the future where they will achieve something akin to that redemption narrative you know I, I would say like a year from now you're going to start seeing stories guess what cyberpunk looks pretty good now right now yeah. this is the game it should have been at launch but that part this is the game it should have been at launch will never go away cd projects reputation will never ever fully recover from this they will always be the company that launched one of the one of the worst most broken 
builds of a game ever. One of the biggest disappointment, disappointments in yeah. gaming. And I don't ben, know if they yeah. will... I, I still don't know if it's even possible for the base PlayStation... And I guess it becomes less and less important in each passing day as those as those systems, uh, you know, recede more into you know the annals of history. But there's still the Xbox series, the Xbox One, and the place base PlayStation Four. Still between them, has still have a massive, massive, massive install mm-hmm. base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and totally. I, and there are still people on those consoles that want to play the game. I don't know if it will ever be technically possible to whip those games into a shape on those base systems where it's good. Or if, or if they're reaching what they wanted to do with the game was always, always going to exceed what was possible on that hardware. So it may just be that the PS4 and Xbox One versions will, will just always be like a write-off, and just you know, you, you know, it's like when you like you damage your car that badly, the insurance just just says, yeah, let's just write it off. It's total. We'll just, yeah, we'll, just be yeah, we'll there. just give you a new car. Like yeah. it may just be that those versions are totaled, basically, and yeah. that's really unacceptable. Yes, COVID. Yes, all these other things. You shouldn't have shipped it. You shouldn't have shipped it. You shouldn't have shipped it. And it was a very contrite apology. It felt like one of these hostage video apologies. Where it's like, fuck, we have to say something. Like we're actually facing real existential damage to our brand and major, major legal issues. And their stock went back up a little bit after the apology. Like whatever they were trying to achieve, they probably achieved um, some of it. How much of that contrition was genuine? I don't know. They obviously are aware um, that they severely, severely screwed up. I just, I still don't know. I still don't understand this. And it goes back to the same thing I said at Stadia. They must have known what they had. The, the, the day before they, they pressed the button to deploy Stadia, the day before they decided to launch Cyberpunk, they must have known what they were shipping. And someone may, either, either you did know what you were shipping and you shipped it, in which case that's unacceptable, or you didn't know what you were shipping and you shipped it, and that's also unacceptable. So either way, there's no good scenario. If you didn't know what you were shipping, you would have given out uh, console codes. For review, right? If you didn't know that something was dr- horribly, horribly wrong with those, right? And and they right. have this all. Oh, we thought the Day Zero patch was going to fix it. Fuck. Yeah, they had this idea you. that like right up until the last fuck minute, we felt you. like the Day Zero patch was going to fix it. But and then and of course, you know that is the issue is as soon as you go gold and start going into manufacturing and, and printing up boxes and shipping them out to um, distributors and retailers, you are kind of committed at that point. Now you're racing to hit that final deadline of the Day Zero patch. But yeah. so that really, to me, would, would be like I would consider that the, the day before there must have been a decision to like push a button to go gold, start manufacturing discs and cases and getting them into the retail channel. As that, that was the day to, to look at that and go, hmm, can we in the in the time in the in the in the in the number of days we have between this going gold and it actually being deployed to gamers like in, you know, on store shelves, can we catch up? Can that day pack day zero patch get us there? And they're saying that we that they genuinely believed all along that they could. I that to me just feels like malpractice to me. I get because they even because they were so far off it that they would obviously obviously were seriously 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 wrong in yep. thinking that they could possibly get that into, into a state where it, where it would be good um, by day zero. It's months later, Greg. Or what is it like five? It's a month. It's six, yeah, it's, it's yeah, about five six weeks later. And it's still nowhere anywhere close. So they obviously it wasn't it wasn't like they put they out the timeline. It wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't like patch, they missed it by patch. thing down there. Great timeline, really, real clear. Oh, we killed Gary. Am I dead? No, Kevin, do you you're, hear? you're moving around. Oh, you're talking. Jesus, thank goodness. You okay, look great. Good. I, remember, I gotta give you an update on the on the food because he he'll come. <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, give me the update on the food right now. This is a perfect I, time for it. I <laughs> ate it all. It was phenomenal. I mean, like ten out of ten, because you know, I put a little bit of, I put some garlic down, as you do. Yeah, the rice, a little bit of butter in there, sure. soy sauce, sriracha. Bounce it around a bit. Oh man, I ate real good. Do we want to hit him up great. or what's the plan here? I'm gonna I'll, you hit him up and kick me over for the ad. I'll do. Uh, remember everybody, if you go to Patreon.com/slash/KindOfFunnyGames, you can get part, be part of the show. You can write with your questions. You can do all your stuff. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every day. But most importantly, for right now, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way, this episode is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Throw some bedding on a bunch of different mattresses, and sure, they all look alike. 
The same goes for your pillows. But peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see they aren't all created equal. And that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. The purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat, Purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate. And this cutting-edge technology doesn't stop with the mattress. Uh, Every Purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow. So... You're always on the cool side of the pillow. Uh, Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years. Uh, kind of funny's very own Christmas in January. Joey Noel sleeps on a purple mattress. She says it's comfy and it keeps her cool. What else do you want? Uh, you can try every Purple product risk-free with free shipping and returns. And Purple has financing available for as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. Uh, experience the Purple Grid and you'll sleep like never before. Go to purple.com slash games10 and use the promo code games10 for a limited time. You'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash games10 promo code games 10 <laughs> for 10% off any order of $200 or more <laughs> terms apply. <laughs> I was like, it's, you always give me shit, Kevin. Cause when I see you doing stuff and if we react to you, like, they don't see it. They don't see it. And then I just look over here and it was like, hello, Greg's ear. As you resize everything. Yeah. Yeah, frantically. yeah. This broke because uh, Gary like dropped out. Yeah. He, 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 he had a bail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wind knocked out. Oh power man. Coming back. Yeah, he says he's coming back now. What the hell is that? Wind knocked out the power, and now he's coming back. That doesn't I make mean, any maybe sense, right? That's not how wind out. works. Maybe. Well, I mean, it knocked out for two seconds. Maybe. <clears throat> if you're not, if you're not in the San Francisco Bay Area, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, it's windy as fuck here. Mm-hmm. Like to the point that, like, all the news is like, we couldn't sleep last night because it's like last night it sounded like there was a hurricane on top of us, and still, right now, out my window, trees blowing all over the place. So yeah, apparently Gary's power got knocked out for two oh, seconds. Yeah, we got. I don't know if you're seeing it where you are, but we've got this high wind. Yeah, it's oh, bad, dude. Oh, it's took that phone? Out last night. It just happened again right now. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Actually, so your yeah, power just like went, bra- you like browned out. Now you're back. It, bra- it, 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 it Everything went down. The whole house went dark for like 30 seconds and then came gotcha. back. But it took, gotcha. took a while for the Wi-Fi to restart. Yeah, so. sure. No problem. Wanna, I did the ad. Everybody's happy. Continue. Yeah, of course I want to continue. Sorry, you want to turn sorry. your camera on? Your camera's off. Oh, right yeah. No, Hold on. Kevin, get the that's a, that's Oh, that's your doggy. That's a floofy. All right. Hold on. see. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I'm furious. Uh, also, Greg, I have a hard out. At ele- I, I'm sorry about this. I have a hard out at 11:15. I forgot to tell you that earlier. So, Dude, we got you. Don't worry about it. We, we should. We should. We'll be we done should. way before that. Yeah, don't worry. About it. Okay. We got two Wait. stories here on the Roper Report, and then if you can't do the post show, no big deal. <laughs> Number okay. three on the Roper Report, uh, Ubisoft is returning to some in-person events. This is Eddie over at Gamespot. Uh, Ubisoft has become one of the first major, 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 major gaming companies to return to in-person gaming events in 2021. The publisher has announced that the 2021 Rainbow Six Siege Invitational will be held in Paris, France in February, and players will compete in the same room. Ubisoft stressed that it will be following strict safety measures, and no fans will be allowed to watch the event, which is scheduled for February 9th through the 21st in Paris. Teams will compete in a land in a land environment, uh, Ubisoft said, and there will be strict sanitary measures with no audience on site. Ubisoft said it's working with a number of key stakeholders, including the French government, to protect the health and safety of the participants and staff. Quote, with the well-being of pro players, staff, and partners as the main priority, Ubisoft has been working with partner organization Live Nation, Health and Safety Agency, ACEPS, Medical Agency, ISMA, and the French government to develop a controlled, safe, and competitive offline environment throughout the entire event, in line with the guidance guidelines of the health organizations and local authorities players must return a negative PCR test to fly into France, and once in the country, all players must self-isolate in their hotel rooms. Players from one team cannot mingle with others during the event, while there will be, quote, regular PCR tests and rapid and rapid provided to competitors throughout the series. And to keep numbers down, uh, the all eliminated teams must leave the venue in short order and then leave the country of France within 48 hours of losing their match. Players must also wear masks at all time, except when playing uh, the game and during interviews. In terms of sanitation, all equipment will be rigorously rigorously sanitized uh, every day at the start and finish of the day. All high-touch surfaces will also be cleaned regularly, while there will be a COVID manager on site to oversee everything. 
A doctor will also be on site for the event uh, while there will be a permanent presence of first aid workers. Teams can receive sanctions and penalties, including expulsion from the event for failing to comply with the instructions. Should a player test positive but does not feel impaired by symptoms, they can compete remotely from their hotel room under the supervision of a doctor. Gary Witta, how does all this strike you? Because, of course, we were talking earlier about, like, you know, you were the first person to be like, oh, man, maybe what what, what happened if something went wrong with Cyberpunk, right? You were the first person I remember to be like, hey, COVID, we got to be paying attention to this. This is this I is do, and I, and, I, and, I, and I remember others going, oh, doom and gloom Gary. Well, look where we are fucking now, 400,000 Americans dead because too many people didn't fucking take it seriously at the beginning. Um, I'm optimistic that things are going to get better in less than 24 hours. We'll actually have a functioning government again. That's, that's a nice thing. Uh, we're all going to get vaccinated. Uh, I know several people who already have been vaccinated, uh, healthcare worker friends of mine. And it's, you know, it's encouraging to see, we'll get back on our feet. I think by the summertime, you know, things will start to look something like normal again. Of course, nothing will ever be the way it was. Everything's going to be changed. It won't be the old normal. It'll be a new normal. Uh, in the meantime, I think we still have to continue obviously to be super careful, super patient. Um, I'm not an expert on on COVID safety protocols. What you just laid out sounds like they're trying to do this in a responsible way. While you know, you know, life must go on and all that, and it's a balance. Sure. I get it, but we have to be super duper careful. I'm scheduled. I don't think I'm going to end up doing it, but I'm currently scheduled to appear in, uh, at a comic book convention in Jacksonville, Florida, in March. But if I'm not, not vaccinated chance. by then, which I don't think I will, but yeah, I mean, I said to the, I said to the guy, look, keep my name on the poster if you want, but I'm telling you right now, I I reserve the right to drop out. As, as, as soon as we know for sure, like there could be like a miracle vaccination drive or something and everyone's going to be in good shape. But like, it's very unlikely I'm going to be there. Um, I, I don't think it'll be until close to like the summer or even the fall where we're starting to kind of, you know, achieve full, full normality again. Um, so I, I good on them, I guess. They, they, they can try, they're trying to kind of keep, you know, business has got to keep going, but you've got to do it in the right way. Uh, it, so, it sounds like they're trying to do it in a responsible way. I, I hope they are. I'm not going to. I'm not going to, again, I'm not enough of an expert to say this isn't good enough or, you know, this is too sloppy or whatever. Maybe it is. Um, so I just, I just hope that they're doing it in a responsible way. Yeah, that's, you know, I'm, like you said, life goes on and it is trying to figure out what in you're talking about. I, I'm not at all briefed on what France's protocols are for and what their rules are surrounding live events right now. You know, I thought it was interesting last week when, uh super Mar or super nintendo land right or super nintendo world over in japan was like all right we're not gonna open in february and it was yeah. like well, no shit no shit you're not like why were we still holding out hope it reminded me so much of uh e3 like desperately clinging to the idea that they were actually well, i mean don't forget in a lot of a lot of in, in, you know in in that part of the world in japan and singapore and taiwan and a lot of places like that they do have their shit together a lot more, a lot more than we do here so when they first said february i was like you know that sounds crazy but maybe in japan they they actually have their shit together and they can pull it off. But it, it goes to show that even and there was a the huge spike of, and they couldn't. Right? Even yeah, in some of the parts thing. of the world uh, where you know they've actually handled this you know much more competently and have had far 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 fewer deaths and far uh, lesser disruption you know, to normal daily life than we have here in the West where we've comprehensively fucked it all up. Um, it's it ain't over till it's over. Um, so we're, we're we're seeing it to continue to linger on even in parts of the world where they did pretty much everything right. So again, obviously the right decision to delay uh, Super Nintendo World, and um, you know I, I hope I hope that we will continue to take a really 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 hard look at is it worth trying to mount you know this and that this or that event uh, even with like super you know careful precautions given you know how serious the situation continues to be. Yep, exactly. So I wish him well. We'll see what happens. It's always that interesting thing of will it actually happen? You'll have to wait and see. But February, not that right. far off to find out. Right, for sure. And plenty of people are figuring out ways, you know, uh, sports in general are doing bubbles and stuff like that right now. You know, uh, we have a we have the we're we own the Wild Aces, the FCF team, the fan control football. And right now they're in the bubble in Georgia, uh, along with all the other teams playing right now and uh, getting ready for the launch of that in February. And they'll stay quarantined. And if anybody fails, it all gets pulled and all that jazz. So we'll see. Number four, and finally on the Roper Report, more PUBG is coming. This is Jordan Oleman at IGN.com. Uh, more games within the PUBG universe are reportedly set to launch in 2021 and 2022. The news was revealed as part of a Bloomberg interview with Kim Chang Han, uh, the CEO of Krafton. Krafton is the holding company that oversees a number of development studios, including PUBG Studio and Striking Distance, the team working on the Callisto Protocol. Uh, Chan Han, Han uh, told Bloomberg about his desire to, quote, not stay as a one-hit wonder, noting that there are plans to release two new PUBG games in 2021 and 2022. 
The game coming this year is reportedly a new Battle Royale mobile title set within the game's universe. 2022 will then see uh, the launch of another PUBG-related PC and console game, as well as the previously announced survival horror game, The Callisto Protocol, which is helmed by Dead Space alum Glenn Schofield. Cannot wait for The Callisto Protocol. Just want to put that out there. I don't care I don't know anything about that game. You would have seen the trailer recently. Uh, God, what was that last thing they did? Um, Game Awards. Game Awards, there was a trailer for it. It looks a lot like Dead Space. Obviously, Glenn, one of the people who made Dead Space. I cannot fucking wait for that game. It All looks right. so good, so scary. They got a Red Band trailer out there, Gary. Go, we'll go watch. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look at it. I'll go check. I missed that one. Good. I'm sorry you missed it, Gary. And I'm excited for you to go watch it. But I know you have a hard out at 11:15. You probably got a meeting, some big Hollywood type. You're probably right. No, in the next I got Spider-Man a movie. It's oh, not exciting at all. Oh uh, well. Well, I'm excited for you to watch that trailer, but that's so far away after your doctor's appointment. If I wanted something more immediate, say, Gary, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Toranos is on Xbox One. War Truck Simulator is on Switch. Watch me stream my mental breakdown is on PC and Mac. Uh, Hexy Hashi is on... That's what it's called. I, I got to look that up. Uh, Kev, can we get a trailer for Watch Me Stream My Mental Breakdown? Sure. Uh, Hexy Hachi is on PC and Mac. And then Red Dead Online reports Red Dead Online's Moonshiners and Naturalists earn double Red Dead Online bucks. I'm sorry, Red Dead Online smackers and XP this week, while all showdown mode and race payouts are doubled. Meanwhile, new dates for you. Uh, no, this is actually out today. Sorry, I screwed this one up. Uh, Zombie Army 4 Dead Wars Final Mission from Season 2 Dead Zeppelin is available now on all platforms. And then new dates for you. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is coming to Nintendo Switch March 16th. Of course, I was a huge Kingdoms of Amalur fan. Uh, I played the remaster here for a hot minute in the, the rush of other stuff, and it is the same exact game. Still remembered my old, uh, granted me my Mass Effect stuff. It's crazy so we'll see what happens there kevin do you have a trailer for watch me stream my mental breakdown i'm looking at it right now trailer store it's on steam story deck builder about playing games all day and proving your father wrong Hmm. it's got like an anime kind of aesthetic but there's also looks like there's like a live action it's I don't know, it's interesting. I like things that are different greg and this looks different you do like things that are different i know that speaking of things that are different greg way Deals of the day. I have an Xbox Game Pass update for you. This is something uh, Xbox announced today. These are the upcoming games coming to Game Pass. We'll start with things that are coming out on January 21st. You're going to be getting Control on PC. Desperado 3. Oh, here it is. Hold on. Kevin's got it prepped. I want to see. Oh, I just pulled this up for the kids. They were wondering. All right, fine. Uh, Desperados 3 on Android console and PC. Donut County, Android console and PC. Outer Wilds on Android. Uh, then on January 26th, you're going to get Cyber Shadow on Android console and PC. Then January 28th, you get a bunch of stuff. January 28th brings The Medium, a very uh, anticipated uh, game. And then a whole bunch of Yakuza Collection stuff. You get Yakuza Collection, Yakuza Remastered Collection, Yakuza 3 Remastered, Yakuza 4 Remastered, Yakuza 5 Remastered. All of those are Android console and PC, and they're all coming out on January 28th. 28th. This leads me to a question, Gary Witta, host of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, available each and every Saturday with Snowbike Mike and Paris Lily. Hey, Greg and mm. Gary. I already said it was Benjamin Barry, right? Benjamin Barry. Hey, Greg and Gary. Uh, are we at the point yet that when the announcement of new quality games coming to Game Pass is just regular, boring news? If not now, will it ever get old? When I see the press release like today of what's coming in the next two weeks, I'm still at the point where I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Growing up where I got one, maybe two games a year to play, I don't know if it's ever not going to be exciting to me every time a new games joins this service. Gary, we've been saying, of course, for months, if not years at this point, Xbox Game Pass is the best deal in gaming. Do you think we're at the point? Entertainment, Greg. Do you think we're at the point where we're overlooking games coming out? The medium debuting, right? A brand new AAA game that's just going to be out there if you already have it for free? I mean, look at, I mean, you, you know, we typically, Game Pass aside, I'll talk, to, talk about that in a second, but just in general, yeah, we usually think about like January, February as kind of the dumping ground, right? Where the games, you know, all the big games slower, come out between yeah. like September, October, November, you know, for the holiday period. And then there's kind of a lull and everyone's still playing those big holiday games and games still have to come out in January, February, but they're, they're known as like, it's not known as, as, a, as a, a window for like big, big releases. And yet look at where, where we're at. Hitman 3, that's a, big release real big release coming out in january the medium remains to be seen but i do know i remember when they did the xbox showcase that was one of the games that really 
um, caught my attention. The idea of basically two different game engines running at once, where there's essentially two different realities occupying the same physical yep. space at the yep. same time, and you can switch back and forth between them. My mind instantly started spinning like, wow, think of like all the gameplay and like puzzle and, you know, and, and storytelling possibilities that emerge out of a concept like that. Really, really interesting. So I'm very excited to check out the medium. Um, Me too. And yeah, I, 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 the idea that like there are certain times of the year that are considered like a dumping ground or no good games come out that time of year. The Yakuza remastered collection. I mean, that's a big deal. I know, I know a lot. Of, I know it's remastered, but that's a, that's a huge. If you never played those games, like what better time uh, to jump in? And I, yeah, I, <laughs> we were literally joking about this on the Xcast this week. Like, where Paris and, and Mike and I, and when and when Alana was there as well, it was the same. Um, we all started to sound like a bit like a late An night TV infomercial. You know, <laughs> really. <laughs> All these games for one low price? You gotta be kidding me. Well, come over here, I'll show you. But wait, there's more. It's also on xCloud. And like, but, but it really is, like, we keep commenting. I mean, we're allowed to do it on xCast because, you know, we're supposed to be fans and cheerleaders for the platform a little bit. We're still, you know, we'll still call out bullshit when we see it, you know, and we've totally. done that many oh, times yeah, on yeah. the xCast. Like, you know, the Halo demo that they showed called that, we called that out as, as looking terrible and, you know, obviously was subsequently... Um, delayed because Microsoft came to the same conclusion that it was it, it wasn't looking good enough yet. And just I've heard from ready. a lot of people that you are the reason it got delayed. That they they saw your reaction, yours in particular, on the Xcast, and they're like we got to get out of this. Yeah, you're the you're the reason games get released, Greg, and I'm the reason that games get delayed. Apparently, fair. you're the it's voice fair. of positivity. I'm the voice of doom, voice of doom and gloom. Um, yep. But no, I just want to make the point on it. You know, even though even though it's a platform specific podcast. We, you know, we're fans, you know, just by nature, we're leaning in right away. But if we see something we don't like, we call it out. But it's just at this point, and like, there's no one, find me anyone, anyone who's, who will come to the table and say, eh, Game Pass ain't that great. It is a fucking objective fact, Greg. It's if they the say that they're clowns, you don't have to talk everyone, to them. I give you permission not to talk to them. One of the few things that everyone in, the, in, in, in games can agree on is that, that Game Pass is amazing. Um, and, you know, what we're seeing right now with, uh, some of the stuff that you know, Justice Two just dropped on there. Mm -hmm. uh, again, the Yakuza collection, the Medium Control uh, on uh, on Xbox. It's 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 remarkable. You know, the, what you get for what you pay, it really is incredible. And again, I really hope that Sony is figuring out a way to come up with a compelling answer to it because they don't have one yet. I think I think it would be good for everyone if there was a Sony equivalent of of, of Game Pass. So I hope they're working on that. One hundred percent, Mister Witta. And yeah, I do think that we're, it's, it's just, oh, uh, Game Pass is great. And we all blow past it and we're done with it. But yeah, it does need to be called out how fantastic that is. So keep it going. Xbox Game Pass. Um, Gary, it's time to squat up. This is where people write in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, giving us their name, username, platform of choice, and why they need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today, Jim Knapp needs help on the PlayStation 4. His name, Napton. But Jim Knapp is spelled, or, well, Knapp is spelled K-N-A-P-P-T-A-I-N. So that's Napton like that. <laughs> like Captain, but Napton. You know what I mean? K-N-A-P-P-T-A-I-N. <laughs> Napton writes in and says, I got Neo 2 for Christmas and finally have time to play it. It's a great Soul-style game that got overshadowed by everything else in 2020. I play most mornings from around 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, and I'm happy to help anybody getting started or catch up. Hit me up with the PSN username, Napton. Everybody, go find Napton and enjoy. Gary, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Nanobiologist says, currently in France, no event can have over 5,000 people and all have social distancing masks, mask and sanitizing precautions. Great. And then... Did I screw this up? I don't think I screwed this up. But uh, Nathan Dad Twenty says, and he doesn't give me the full information. It says Cyber Shadow Yacht Club Games' newest game is coming day and date to Game Pass on console, PC, and Android. Nathan Dad, you tried to dunk on me here, but is that coming out on one of the dates I read? Is that a new thing that just got announced during the show? What is the date, Nathan Dad? Maybe if you focused more on being the Nathan and less on being the Dad, you'd give me the information I fucking need. Get him. God, if you're gonna if you're gonna roll up on uh, you're wrong, you gotta come correct. Nathan Dad in the chat says January 26th. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. There you go. You did it, Nathan <laughs> Dad. Good job. Good job. Thank you very much. Uh, nice. Did that break during the show? I didn't hey, see that on the also, Xbox one next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Okay. What are you gonna do yeah, about you're it? Right, you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know. You know what I, I mean? Listen, I don't listen to how this works. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We have a post show to do on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But before we leave, let's keep you posted on games daily. Tomorrow it's going to be Blessing and Imran. Thursday it's going to be me and Tim. And then Friday it's going to be Blessing and Natalie Flores from Fanbite. Remember, this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go right now to get that post show we do each and every weekday. If you're watching somewhere else, please like, subscribe, leave a review, do all that jazz. Follow Gary on Twitch. You still twitching, Gary? What are you twitching these days? Yeah, twitch.tv slash Gary Witter. I've been playing some Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, recently, again, redoing the story mode, playing on a, a ultra settings on a 3080. Sure. The game, sure. For a game that came out in 2013, it still looks incredible. If the game came out today, you'd say this looks great. Um, and uh, a few friends of mine are actually um, hooking up a private Rust server. See, Rust- this is what I want to talk to you. This is going to be our post-show conversation. Because before okay. we went live, you mentioned you wanted, you were about to start playing Rust. Now we're going to yeah. do the post-show. Patreon.com slash games. If you're watching live, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games right now, you're going to get more uh, Snowbike Mike, Andy, and Nick. I don't know where they're dropping, but probably in the Warzone or Apex or just looking at funny images nope. and farts. I don't know what they're doing. Very different than that. What are they doing? Uh, it's that game you and Joey really like. Animal Crossing. No. God, no. Minecraft Dungeons. Nope. You're almost there. There's only like two more options. Overcooked. Yes, that's it. Nailed it. Got there, everybody. All right, everybody. All right, so if you're watching live, you can catch that. If you're watching and listening later, remember, you can now go to our new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. You can catch all the stream archives there. But for now, we got a post show to do on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.